do you know what time it is? It's Supernatural Story Time. And if you're easily scared, and even if you're not, there's only one thing left to do. Just turn off the lights, because these are stories that you listen to only in the dark. Creepy Corner Stories, Volume 1, Story Number 1. I do plumbing tests and inspections for a foundation company. This has me entering all manner of homes after foundation work. So there's this one guy who uses us that's notorious for buying the most sketchy pieces of crap houses possible. He renovates and flips them. Problem is the foundation is usually done first. So we get to them before basically anyone else but the foundation guys. Anyway, I roll up to this house and it's a very old pier and beam, probably built around 1920 or so, meaning it has a crawl space. And I get the pleasure of crawling under it just to visually inspect the plumbing. Combo lock on file, open the front and enter. The screen door is old and heavy, makes a ton of noise when I open it. I've gotten into the habit of walking into empty houses because you never know if there's an open line or a missing fixture that I need for the testing. It's a fairly small space, two baths, three bedrooms, decent size for the time period. It's pretty run down and smells like they were smoking cat piss flavored cigarettes. I walked into the house and turned on a couple of fixtures to get water going through the pipes, located the crawl space and head on down. Pretty routine. Down there for about five minutes until I hear someone pacing up and down the hall above me. Slow but unmistakable footfalls. Well, I get weirded out immediately. I just walked this house, including opening closets to look for the crawl space hatch. There was and shouldn't be anyone in there. I crawled as quiet as I could back to the crawl space entrance. Mind you, in total dark beyond my headlamp. I crept out of the hole as quiet as possible. Only thing I have for defense is a pair of channel locks. And there's no one there. I walk slow and quiet to the front door. Nope. I get out of there and lock it. I tell the office the place either has transients playing hide and seek or it's haunted. Either way, that inspection was done. Story number two. A pediatric nurse and used to work night shifts at a children's hospital. On my unit, our patient population was the sicker chronic disease patients that occasionally, if they would start coming in more frequently, and if all interventions were exhausted in the PICU, they would come back to our unit for end-of-life care. They often would pass away on night shift. The practice was, if a patient was near the end, we would put them in a large corner room so the family could be at the bedside. We usually only put the sicker patients in that specific room because of the size. One week, we had a patient that was a frequent flyer in and out of the hospital with a chronic disease. Nurse favorite that died in that room, and for about three days afterwards, the call light would go on and off randomly in the room. The room was empty during that time. No bed, and we would joke, oh, so-and-so is just saying hi, or they need more apple juice, which is something the patient always did, use the call light to ask a request for random things. Well, one night, I was getting an admission and removed the call light from the room because mine was broken and I needed a quick fix before the patient came up. I'm walking by the room and the call light goes off. The room is completely dark and empty, so how? I brushed it off as an electrical issue, 
and I went into canceling it by telling the front desk it was a glitch. It was 3 a.m., and I didn't want to think about it. But my co-worker came into the room after me and joked, You know, so-and-so, if you're here, give us a sign. We waited, and nothing happened. We laughed, and we were about to walk out when the damn call light went off in the room. That was the first time. I lost all professionalism and ran down the hallway back to the nurse's station. I still wonder if it was a patient or an electrical issue. This did occur in the older parts of the hospital before my unit relocated, and there were several creepy stories about people experiencing things in the old tower. It was definitely an experience that still creeps me out just to think about it. Next story. I worked at a Charlotte Russe in a mall back when I was 18. I had been there for a couple of months, and one Sunday, it was spring cleaning day, so myself and the supervisor went in very early to deep clean. She decided to start with the register area, and I went to the fitting rooms to dust sweep, Windex the mirrors. I gathered my cleaning supplies, and as soon as I walked back there, I felt very, very uncomfortable. The air felt heavy. The hairs were standing up. I felt this many times before, but I didn't panic. But at the same time, I became alert. So the fitting rooms are, if you can imagine it, one rectangular room with five individual rooms on each side of a hall, total of ten. In the two months I'd been working there, the light above the center room on the right side had been busted, always turned off. I felt the presence was on the right side, probably from that room, so naturally, I started on the left side. I went into the first room on the left to clean. The door closed behind me, and I cleaned. I came out, moved on to the second room on the left, and I kept feeling the air getting heavier. When I came out of that room, the light above the dark fitting room is now glowing green. So I dropped all my stuff and sped walked out to my supervisor. I had never seen any light come on in that room before. I explained what was happening. The supervisor laughed it off and said, that's the lights for the generators. And I'm like, fine, fine, whatever, and brushed it off. I went back into the fitting rooms and the light is off again. Whatever. So I go into the third room on the left, the one directly across from the dark room. I'm super uncomfortable, high alert. The air feels thick at this point. I came out of that room and that light above the dark room is on again, but it's deep red. I flipped, dropped everything and ran out of the rooms crying and hyperventilating. My supervisor cracked up and walked back there. The light is off again. It doesn't believe me, but I refuse to go back into clean and she laughs it off and gives me something else to do. Fast forward like an hour and a half later and the manager arrives. It's worth noting at this point that I'm Hispanic and so are the supervisor and manager. As someone with Latina women in the family, I know they understand this and will believe it. So my supervisor calls me over giggling and egging me on to tell the manager what happened. I'm mid-explaining and they're laughing it up when all of a sudden we hear a very loud crash from the front of the store. We're all in the back at this point. They became dead serious. We walked to the front and a mannequin had fallen from like 10 feet high on a display shelf that none of us had touched. It was on the floor, all broken apart, with the clothes accessories scattered around. We all stared at it for a second, then I'm like, see? See? And they looked at each other and were like, mm, never mind, let's not talk about this anymore. And that was the end of that. But what can I say? I didn't work there that much longer. Next story. I worked at a fine dining restaurant and servers, hostesses would often get a creepy feeling when on the restaurant floor alone. I often 
sucked the creepiness up to us not having any windows, the lights being dim, and the music being turned off when there were no guests present. I'd been working in the restaurant for a few months and been brushing off that late-night creepy vibe as me being overtired. I'd clock out around 1 a.m. after locking up. But one day, I entered the floor before service and felt this oppressive heaviness in the air like someone was watching me. The custodial team often comes in to tidy up one last time before dinner service, so I figured someone had popped in for a moment to refresh the towels. However, their usual towel basket was not on the bench by the door, which usually signaled someone being there. They'd also trigger the automatic flushes of our private toilets as they cleaned, and I heard nothing. I got to my host podium when I had this horrible feeling in my stomach that somebody was close by. I knelt down to grab something from a drawer, and then I heard as clear as day echoing from down the short lobby hallway. Hello? It was a woman's voice, and I froze. Something felt horribly wrong. I didn't want to look up and see who was there, but I sure as heck didn't want to stick around to find out either. So I dropped my stuff and bolted out the emergency exit into the back office. My heart was in my throat, and I told the secretaries what happened. Turns out that they often got a creepy vibe in the restaurant too, and they felt like they weren't alone. Someone helped me unlock everything that afternoon because I didn't want to go back in there alone. The scary plot twist? Several months after the incident, during a goodbye party for a longtime server, people started trading wild restaurant stories. I almost choked on my cake when someone recalled the story of a woman who had a heart attack in the center of the restaurant was pronounced dead on the way to the hospital. I always bring a buddy when I have to be on the floor alone for longer than a few minutes. Next story. Maybe this happens to others. Maybe not. I work in a 100-year-old factory that's been updated many times. Modern shell, but ancient bones. The roof moans when it's windy outside, ventilation flaps bang often, and the 1960s heating system is noisy as heck. Needless to say, my sensitivity is very low and I tune out 99% of these noises. Since I am the engineering manager at the plant, I'm stuck working late and on weekends sometimes. I get a ton of work done after normal hours. Many times, the production manager, name of Felix, works late too. We're used to each other's after-hours habits and noises, machinery, forklift, sporadic phone calls. My office is pretty well soundproofed from the production area, but I can hear some of what he's doing. One night it's about 9 p.m. and I'm thinking about wrapping it up when I hear men arguing in the production area. It had been quiet for at least two hours prior, so I assume Felix left. Then the arguing moves away from my lab, then closer. Close enough to hear that I do not recognize the voices. The hair stood up on the back of my neck. Felix? Can't be burglary. Our security system is set. I'm locked in, basically. Then the voices change from men arguing to what I can only describe as non-human, but still communicating words. Barking, growling, werewolves. My palms are sweating. My heart is racing. I'm sitting straight up in my chair. It's getting louder, like 10 feet from my lab door. Adrenaline exploded, and I grabbed my keys and security badge and ran out of the back door from the lab, swept my badge to disarm the security system, Burst through the security doors, lightning quick, rearm the system, sprint around to the front of the plant, saw my car is the only vehicle in the lot, 
and drove that Honda 80 miles per hour all the way home. Almost soaked my pants. First thing I do the next morning is to check the security log on our facility server, and I see I set the alarm at 9.10, and my boss opened up at 6 a.m. No other door sensors were tripped. I pulled Felix aside and cautiously asked him what happened. He simply said he was afraid to work late alone and that he and I should sync up so neither of us would be working solo. That was the last we ever talked about it. And Felix and I never work late alone anymore. Next story. During Christmas time at a popular retail store, my friend and I worked at night in the upstairs. There's a pajama, shoes, and toy section. Toys would go off and move by themselves when no one was around. The stands that had folded pajamas on them would be in chaos for no reason. Literally, would fold the clothes, then walk away and come back an hour later to see them thrown and unfolded. This happened in the morning, at night, when no customers would be in the store. It was more annoying than scary. One clerk, she was closing at midnight. As she was canning the register, she claimed someone touched her when no one was around. She ended up leaving early and told the manager that she would never close again. One time, my friend was scanning shoes, and she claimed that a hand brushed her hair, and this was the day after she dyed it red. I guess the ghost noticed. Myself, I'm not sure if what I saw was real or not, because we were working long hours. I was working the docks, and as I was coming down the elevator, the elevator opened, and for a second I saw a man. His back was turned towards me, just standing there, in the middle of a pile of boxes. He was tall and wore an orange flannel shirt with jeans. I think the hair was dirty blonde. I didn't recognize him and I blinked a couple of times and then suddenly he was gone. I inspected the area and realized that it was impossible to stand where he was because he would have to hop over pallets, boxes, and flats. There was no way a person can get to the middle of the pile without making noise and hurting themselves. I'm not sure if it was a ghost or sleep deprivation, so I kept it to myself next story. I do nails at a day spa that feels very peaceful and welcoming when other people are there. It feels completely different when you're there alone every single time. The spa is located among other businesses in a small strip mall building that was probably built in the 1970s at the earliest. It's been a day spa for about 15 years. Before that, I don't know, but I'm sure it hasn't been through very many owners. Our neighbors all close around 7 or 8 p.m. Sometimes I stay past closing to do my own nails or to get some deep cleaning done. I'm not easily spooked anymore as I've seen some stuff, but I immediately get an uneasy feeling as soon as I'm alone, even when it's summer and it gets dark later. Feelings like I'm being watched, random phantom voices that can't always be explained as coming through the wall from next door, a feeling that I'm about to see someone out of the corner of my eye, or a shadow figure standing in one of the empty massage rooms as I walk by, etc. I lock myself in, turn my music up loud, keep the lights on and hustle down the darkened hall with my heart in my throat when it's finally time to go. I've always just assumed that I'm freaking myself out with my overactive imagination. So this one time last spring, I was doing nails past closing time with one of my regular clients. It was the first time I got that creepy feeling after closing when someone else was there with me. We were just chatting and I was trying to ignore feeling creeped out because my client didn't seem to think anything of it. I kept hearing random faint noises, but ignored them. 
They might have been coming from a neighbor business or maybe it was the AC system. Then I heard what sounded like someone shuffling papers just outside the nail room door. And I got the impression that someone was moving around just outside my field of vision. My client stopped talking and said, Is someone else here? I asked what she heard. And she said it sounded like paper shuffling and someone tiptoeing down the hall. I got up and searched every room in the spa, finding it empty. It's a small space, just a reception area, a long hallway and eight rooms, plus the break room and bathroom branching off the hall. There are no loose papers left around to make noise. Everything is always put away in drawers, and there are just things like lotions and implements for facials and stuff in the other rooms. Nothing to make a shuffling paper sound. We laughed it off, and I said jokingly that it was the spa's friendly ghost. But I asked a couple of my co-workers if they felt creeped out when they were alone. The spa manager and the receptionist told me they all feel watched after closing time. And the owner, just love her, she said, Oh yeah, I swear the place is effing haunted. I hate being there alone. Next story. This was told to me by my friend co-worker. Uh, she worked in the radiology department at a hospital. Uh, I did my clinical rotations in this hospital and the older techs would joke about the ghost of a little girl who haunted our department and the cancer center next to us. I never believed it, of course, and neither did anyone else, really. One slow night, my friend, another female tech, and a radiology student were in the office where we wait for orders to print. The student looks up at the door and says to my friend, Hey, you see that? We have a very friendly relationship with students. My friend looked up and he sees a single black balloon float past the window of the door as if it was being carried by a small child. My friend's reaction, of course, was, what the? They go open the door, look down the hallway, and see the balloon hang a left and float down another hallway, obviously not in the hands of a child. They waited a few minutes, not sure what they were seeing before deciding to go find where the balloon went. After a short search, they came across the balloon in an empty part of the hospital, floating above an old gurney left in the hallway. They got out of there, and he tells me the story the next day. I'm skeptical of these things, so I just kind of blew it off. Fairly recently, though, I asked him, Hey, you remember that balloon story you told me? Did that really happen, or were you just screwing with me? He said it did, and it legitimately freaked him out. He's not a dramatic guy, so I believe him that he found it unsettling. I'm not sure what it was. Maybe the balloon just happened to get away from someone and float along the path it took. Or maybe there is a child ghost in the hospital. Hopefully it's the former. Next story. Back when I was about 9 or 10 years old, my parents owned a janitorial business and my two younger brothers and I would accompany them during the nights that they had to clean their accounts. There was this old business type of building where Senator used to work out of. It was called the Century Building, due to it being over a 100 years old. It used to be the only hospital in the town. There was a lot of strange occurrences, but this takes the cake. There was still the old morgue in the basement, area that always gave us a very disturbed feeling when we had to go down there, as there was a bathroom that needed cleaning, and some weird little office area. It also had a very strange stench, sometimes and would be freezing cold, even during the summertime. One night, on the second or third floor, my dad had been vacuuming a hallway, and he looked up and saw a little girl 
in an old-style-looking worn green dress. He said, She must have been at least four or five years old. He stopped his vacuum to ask how she got there, if she was lost, where her mommy was, etc. She just blankly stared back without saying a word to my dad. He went to go grab my mom and us kids to have her help figure out what to do with this girl, and when he came back to get her, she was completely gone. We all searched the building, but there wasn't a trace of her, and there was no possible way this young little thing could have gotten into the place to start with. My mom and dad always locked the doors to whatever establishment they were cleaning as there was a risk involved for them if someone were to just walk in and burglarize the place, so they were instructed to do so. The fact that her outfit was so old and tattered looking gave us the spooks. She just gave off an odd vibe altogether, according to my dad. Next story. A few years ago, I was stationed in Korea. Our barracks had been built post-Korean War and had a lot of history. I recall coming off a late-night guard shift and taking a shower, only to hear the shower next to me turn on. I playfully made some inappropriate joke and got no response. So I stuck my head out of the stall to see who was there. Empty stall with a shower on full blast. I knew a lot of guys who had the same thing happen to them. However, the hardest to explain was an instance on a late night pulling CQ duty. I was sitting at a desk in the main lobby. The building was a large three-story rectangle shaped building. I was sitting in the middle at a desk with hallways on both sides. Out of the corner of my eye, I could see at the end of the east hallway what looked like someone leaning out of their room staring at me. And as I turned, they ducked back into their room. I got up and let my squad leader know I was going to check it out. As I got closer, I realized it wasn't anyone's room, but was a storage room where we kept gear and ceremony uniforms. So I pulled out my flashlight and tried to open the door, but it was locked. I called my squad leader over and asked him to bring the keys. I stepped out of the exit door and walked around to the room's window and shot my flashlight in. The room was pitch black, but I could see an area of the coats moving like someone had just hidden behind them. We searched the room thoroughly, behind all of the gear, through all of the ceremony uniforms and storage closets. Nothing. Only thing I found was a lot of creepy vibes. Next story. I used to work in a pretty old library built in the 1890s and I had a few experiences there. It was kind of weird because as far as I could find, there are no references anywhere to it being haunted. But maybe I'm just more likely to experience things. Anyway, here are two experiences I had. One alone and one with two witnesses. First one, I didn't have my own computer yet. So our director used to let me stay late to use a work computer to submit classroom while I was in library school. Everyone is gone one Friday night, and I'm at the desk doing my thing, and I hear this banging coming from the basement. Now, the basement in this place was big, and the old boiler, the most likely thing to be banging, was pretty far back. I don't think I'd hear it unless it exploded. The second boiler was in a different direction, and while it sometimes rumbled, it didn't sound like this. In my schoolwork frenzy, I just think to myself, oh, that's just so-and-so, the custodian, tossing the recycling boxes, something you regularly do when cleaning the basement, because that's exactly what it sounded like. I continued working. At about 10 minutes after that, I stopped typing because it hits me. Our custodian was part-time. He would leave around 2 p.m. 
I just looked at the door and was like, nah, not checking it out. And I left. Then the other instance, it was a rainy Friday. The library was super quiet. We had maybe one patron. So my colleagues and I were doing desk work and chatting. We actually were talking about the paranormal when this happened. So quick background. Our building was built into the side of a pretty steep hill and the children's floor was added much later to the original building. So we were actually below the basement somewhat. There was a ramp to get up to the basement. This ramp was carpeted like the rest of our floor but seemed to be made out of wood because with the rest of the floor and the stairs felt very solid, the ramp was kind of soft and bouncy. And it was clearly hollow because unless you shuffled your footsteps, they echoed. Children loved to run up and down this ramp and their feet made a very distinctive sound when doing so. But patrons actually could not easily access the staff-only ramp because we kept a small gate on the lower end and the top went to the non-publicly accessible basement and a set of stairs that opened literally in the middle of the adult staff space. Kids would sometimes get on on it from the bottom, though, if we had propped the gate open, which we sometimes did. Anyway, my colleague and I are talking about ghosts and paranormal and whether we believe. One lady was creeped out already. The other one and I are more chill with the idea of ghosts. All of a sudden, we hear a child's footstep run up the ramp. What the heck? No one is here, right? We all look at each other in shock. No one can go up the ramp with us seeing them unless they came down first. And no patrons can come down because the basement and the stairs to the adult departments are only accessible by staff. One lady was petrified. I think she actually shot her chair back like, and the other lady and I looked at each other, also shocked, but we stood up and leaned way over the desk to look. And the ramp is empty. And there's still no one in the department. And then one more quick one. I was in the building really late one night cleaning up after a late running program. I was alone. All of a sudden, a picture book flew off a shelf and hit the floor pretty far away. This actually happened on two separate occasions. The first time I just hurried up, cleaned up, and went. The second time I just bolted, stopping only long enough to make sure the door was locked behind me. Next story. I was working alone in a recently reopened hotel. It was formerly the Astro World Hotel setting up a video and AV system for a series of live lectures that were to be held in a large meeting room for the next eight weeks. I was alone in the wing of the hotel. It was New Year's Day. There was no heat and I could see my breath form when I exhaled. I was feeling a bit creeped out like I wasn't alone. I kept thinking of Stephen King, The Shining. There was a side door that led to the back service hallway. The doorknob started to rattle a bit and then slowly turned and the door slowly creaked open. I said, hello, who's there? But there was no answer. The door swung open all the way. I expected a hotel employee to walk in, but there was no one there. I went to the door and looked down the hallway, which was empty. Suddenly, a horrible odor of rot or something dead filled the room. I stepped back and covered my nose. The door then slowly closed on its own while I'm standing there, right there. The air was cold and still. There was no draft. The smell quickly went away. The next day, the door opened on its own during the beginning of the actual lecture. This time, one of the students started to yell, No, no, no! Jumped from his chair and bolted from the room. He later explained he heard voices, then the door creaked open, and there was a dead corpse or demon standing in the doorway, leering at him. He no longer attended class and 
had to take the home study course. I hated the night video playback lectures. We had about 70 students and the door would open and close at least once every evening. Next story. I'm a college age student and worked in a small local snow cone place. It's a tiny building that doesn't even have a bathroom and only two people work at one time. The door is large and can be locked two ways from the inside, the lock on the knob, and the sliding lock above it. We closed at 10 p.m. and since it's summer and a lot of people are walking around, staying out late and all the workers are girls, we tend to be a little skittish at night and make sure to lock the door and park close to the building as well as go together to take out the trash. It was around 9 p.m. and it was still a little bit light outside. Two cars had pulled up and I went back to lock the door just in case. I only did the sliding lock when, in case our manager came in like she often did. We got slammed so my coworker and I focused on getting the orders out so we could clean up and go home. After the rush, I go to the back to get the mop and start cleaning and notice that the sliding lock was off, just hanging off instead of locked in place. I suddenly asked my coworker if she stepped to the back during the rush and she said no. She was too focused on getting the orders out. I wasn't too freaked out, but I'm certain I slid the lock. There was another instance that I was told about that the owner of the local coffee shop said she was called by police in the middle of the night due to the alarm going off. They didn't find anyone or anything missing. However, the top of their pastry stand was on the floor and two shot glasses for the espresso were on the floor shattered. She went to check the cameras and she said that all you could see was the top of the stand slide off and knock the two glasses off. Just like that. No one was there and it wasn't placed haphazardly on the stand. It was firmly in place. Creepy in itself, right? And here's the kicker about these stories. Both of these businesses are owned by the same couple. They're not even close to each other. So, is it the businesses that are haunted or the owners? Next story. I'm a concrete finish worker. A few years back, we were doing a 250 by 150 yard pour for a repair station for truck transports. This is in southern Idaho. It had to be done at night and early morning hours due to the business still operating, and we had to work around them. Anyway, on this night, it was about 2 a.m. We had just finished pouring, and we were floating the slab and finishing edges before we put the power trowel on. The concrete has to set for a little bit, so we took a quick lunch. When we all got back, we noticed something very strange. Tiny footprints of a child made a path right through our slab, starting on the south end forms. It ran right up the center and stopped. We weren't too upset stepping in wet concrete. It does set us back, but only a few minutes. Anyway, we were a little concerned as raw skin contact with concrete can be harmful, especially to a child, so we investigated. The owner nor any employees were around the area just as concrete guys. Mind you, this is out in the boonies at 2 a.m. It never made sense to us, and due to our job, we couldn't invest too much thought into it. The crew really didn't think too much of it, just the usual sigh and grunt that we had to float the slab again. But yeah, that was weird, and we never got an explanation as to how that happened. 